When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. today's show we've got a big week for t squared are we putting some respect in ollie's name finally and michael arteta should arsenal stick or twist hello and welcome back to another episode of the pod of two halves the footballing podcast that brings you all good things football related today is episode 118 and I suspect I'm joined by the boys here that are rather jubilant in Mr. Mikey Carden-Edwards. I almost forgot your name there, Mikey. Uh, Mr. Tom Woods, as their team's clinched European Cup final places. So listeners, be prepared, because we're going to have some Chelsea propaganda on this show today, I think. And on that note, I'm going to bring in Mr. Woods, that Chelsea fan. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good, right? Yeah, pretty good. think things have... Uh... Since we last spoke, have gone very much Chelsea's way, and mm. in the football terms of things, it's been a wonderful time. You know, even even the football matches that Chelsea didn't partake in went Chelsea's way. Um, that's when you know that your your luck's in. Um, but yeah, no, other, other than football, things are good. Um, nice weekend. Uh, spent spent a little time in uh, pediatric A and E with my daughter, which was. Fun, and by fun I mean incredibly stressful and distressing for me more than her. Actually, I think. Um, well, you, you but, alluded to this, didn't you, before the show? And um, I I wanted to ask you because, like, in my head, I, I know you're you're a little bit scared, the most shall we say, to venture outside, and you're yeah. entering into a hospital. <laughs> I know. How how did you deal with that? Um, you know, fortunately, it was a hospital on a Sunday because there is something about hospitals. And I, it was a South End Hospital, which is where my son was born, and that was also on a Sunday. And it was dead then, and it was dead on on the Sunday as well. There's a couple of people there, and um, my my panic levels have uh, come down from like DefCon four to 
sort of a nice level two at the moment. Um, having watched the numbers and in terms of infection rate and everything, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling better about everything. I haven't ventured out to a pub nor a shop yet. You know, I haven't even thought about going to the gym again. So, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I thought you had ventured to a gym. No, no, no. I I haven't been inside a gym since March last year because of the pandemic. Oh, I must have misread something. I thought you had gone. No, in I've got recently. my own gym stuff at at home. Um, oh, yes. So. Uh, I I bought into the Les Mills uh, body pump classes, so that's what I've been doing to try and stay as healthy and fit as possible. But motivation during a pandemic has been down, 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 down. Okay, Mikey, have you been staying fit in Spain? No. <laughs> quite quite blunt there, just straight to the point. No, why is that? I drink a lot now. Yeah. <laughs> I- I don't know. There's no beers with me now, right? I'm not drinking a beer now. Yeah. Why, why is this? Because, you know, when we used to live together, we always used to, like, you know, comment about the boys and, like, God, they don't half like a drink, don't they, these days? And now you're one of those boys as well. You're a drinker. Oh. <laughs> got, to, got to replace something in your life. You replace there you go, mate. No, it's, it's just, um, it's, uh, I think it's because I've got a, 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 a little terrace. I've had like a little outside area for quite some time. Um, and after work, when the weather's, you know, the, the the sun's coming in, like, and it's not, it's pleasant just to kind of relax on the terrace with a, with a beer at the end of the day. It's just nice to kind of unwind. So yeah, it's just, and and also like the, um, I, I quite like the beer here. To be like, it's just lagery stuff. But it's, um, I've spent a number of years drinking, you know, IPAs and craft beers and stuff. And they're really delicious, but I can't really drink many of them without feeling a bit shite, like the next day. And here I can just sink a, 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 a was it, a, a, a mal? No. Whatever it's got, like, just sink them down. They go down really easily. They're very refreshing. And well, I hang on great. a minute then. So you were, were you lying to me all these years? Because you used to tell me that you couldn't drink a lot of lager because it was gassy. And that's why you drank the IPAs. Mate, mate. This is the secrets of the universe, the mysteries of the universe. I don't understand how it works. Okay, I don't know. I, look, I, I would, I will say, I will say this with a big asterisk, though. I was telling um, a couple of friends that we had over for um, like lunch last weekend that I would murder them all in an instant for a, a neck oil. So um, it's been a long time since I've had one of those bad boys, and uh, I'm, I'm missing the old, uh, missing them quite, quite, quite a lot. So yeah. All right, fair enough. Well, let's let's crack on because Woods has alluded to you know the fact that he's had a, a quite a good week. Sounds sounds relatively chipper, despite his daughter having to visit A and E. So um, let's let's delve into it. You know, big old Tommy Tuchel. He's, he's coming up trumps, isn't he? Hold on, hold on. Oh, oh we got to, we've got to rewind. Let's re, re, rewind it in, Lee. Let Mikey speak. What's up? Don't give me that. <laughs> All right. Look, I, I, would, I would venture to, to suggest that you did something this weekend that trumps anything that myself and Woods <laughs> have so done. fucking lootly. All right. So I'm going to give you the platform, Mr. Host, to, to wax lyrical about your own achievements because, quite frankly, my boy, they deserve to be talked about. I'm a modest, I'm a modest chap, ain't I, you know? Fuck you. Tell, tell everyone. Oh, I completed my first half marathon. It's all part of the, you know, the prep to do the full marathon later on in the year. But um, yes, I did. I did do a half marathon and it was, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie, mate. It was fucking tough. 
it was um, quite quite daunting, um, and it's also like a, a big reality check, shall we say? Because um, I've got to do that twice, and the fourth doing that now, I'm not going to lie, it scares the the bejesus out of me, shall we say? Because yeah, it was it was fucking hard, man. Can I ask you a question? Like, like congratulations, right? I was it two two thousand ten? Was it two thousand nine? Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Obviously, with your delicious new new running shoes. Yeah, and there's also an asterisk for this as well. I was running with my partner. Of course, of course. She can't hear me and she doesn't listen to this. I'll be running a lot faster than two hours, ten minutes, you know. I know that sounds quite, you know, Billy Big Bollocks over here, but, you know. You better back that up. (laughs) Are you running with her in the marathon as well? Yeah, yeah. So you won't be, like, smashing off to do your 205 and the the marathon either. That'll be the reason that you, you had to... Run with yeah. her the whole time. Yeah. So, well, when because well, let me get this straight. So, you're, it's the London Marathon, right? The big, the big marathon. Is that correct? The big one, yeah. The big one, right? And obviously, the way that works is you need to apply for the ballot, right? And but very few people actually get that. So, if you don't get that, then you go, you run in the charity section. Is that correct? Yes. Well, so what what this essentially means is is that because you're not going to be going to your full potential, you're going to get start getting beaten by guys dressed as clocks and bananas. <laughs> Well, mate, I, I like to think we'll be beating those guys. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, that... Challenge extended for <laughs> the clocks. As you watch me on the TV with a running inflatable banana running past me or, or whatever it may be. Um... Lee seething as well. <laughs> yeah. You can see he wants to pick the pace up. He's like, oh, no. This fucking grandfather clock bloody rhino's gone past me now. <laughs> Got these fucking new him. trainers I forked out a shitload for and just to... <laughs> plod along here at this uh, slow rate now i shouldn't look i'm very proud of my girlfriend because um i mean she got in in the ballot and the reason why i'm doing this bloody marathon is because she got in via the ballot which is incredibly rare so it kind of you know to offer that you know be that nice boyfriend that i am to give her the support and i was like all right i'll find a charity and i'll come run it with you so all of our like prep and training is catered towards her pace so um and it is coming down really well um and yeah, so like, I, I, to be honest, like I set as a goal for this weekend to do it in two oh five to two oh ten, and we and we you know we pretty much achieved that. Um, and also the course was fucking hilly as shit, and I mean like towards the end, like it was four laps of Crystal Palace basically. I don't want to go on too much about it, but it was four laps of Crystal Palace. Um, if you've never been to Crystal Palace, it's, it's fucking hills galore. It and, is. It is a very hilly place. Yeah, and and because you're doing laps, like the first two laps. It was like, okay, well, halfway through and then get, you know, you got to get through that third lap. And then it's the, by then I knew the course like very well. And it's like, I know where those fucking hills are. And I know that when I'm going to get to them, I'm going to be flagging. And ultimately, the, you know, there was big mental barriers to overcome going in from third to the fourth. Do you run with hit, like music playing it? I did. I did have some music. Um, I had a Michael's Ruben playlist. Um, from on Spotify, which I had to listen to almost twice over because that's how how long it was. But you can um, listen to, to to just one of our podcasts to be fair. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Probably this one because we're going to be talking about Chelsea. I, I hope at some stage. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I got myself a little medal. As um, yeah, and it's uh, first steps, I guess, to to doing this this whole thing. But yeah, it's it's, it's daunting. Legit, bro. I am. I'm very proud of you. I'm very pleased for both yourself and and the missus. So uh, keep it going, dude, and uh, let's let's hear some more updates on the show as we get nearer the time. Yeah, I mean, well, the good news is you're going to be in peak peak physical condition for a potential 
large drinking session only a couple of weeks after the marathon. So that should keep things interesting, shouldn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lee, uh, turning, Lee turning up to a, a heavy drinking weekend weighing in at about seven and a half stone. So, and technically meant to be staying off the booze really as well during the whole training. Oh my word. So it's probably, it's going to, it's going to hit me, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah. fortunately you'll be so you'll be at your running weight so we can carry you home mate, so. <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know i don't know you know you know me i'm quite quite modest i want to don't want to brag about it you know just mentioning it on the whatsapp chat was quite daunting in itself as well it's like oh boys guess what i <laughs> just done a half marathon eh what have you been doing your sunday morning you know um but yeah um well what this basically means woods is right right what what the way lee's brain works is you can't mention anything you've done at any point in your life because lee interprets it that as you basically going look what i did yeah that's how he thinks that's how he thinks about it like if i went if i said to him oh buddy i I went to the shops this morning and i i bought a melon you'll be like he's like oh he's fucking bragging about it was the best melon you've ever brought is it like that's that's lee collard's psyche right he doesn't understand that you can talk about stuff without bragging about stuff i can appreciate there's a fine line though right even when lee put that in the group like i knew i knew i i when it when i saw it come through i was like I bet he hated sending this. I bet he hated sending this. I, I got a got a sweat on a, a second sweat on after a run for like I was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I I, I kind of do want to tell the boys and I do want to be a little bit you know look at me, but at the same time I'm like then I'm a bit of a hypocrite then aren't I? The thing is right, I I refrain. Right? I sit there. I'm like I'm not going to put. Like, obviously got a dog right, so I've got loads of fucking pictures and videos of him. Right, I posted a video of me t- giving him some food the other day in that whatsapp group and i agonized over it for about 10 minutes before and right? in case lee would have sat there and gone oh look at me i'm a fucking dog <laughs> like i was that's just like i was sitting there going he's gonna he's gonna think i'm being a prick or something like, i don't want to send it don't be silly you can spam us with all your wilson dog posts as much as you want mate okay just as long as it's not bragging you about you like you know just how great you are at your work then then i'm happy so <laughs> which is something i kind of used to experience living with this is where it all comes with mike as well <laughs> Because when Mike used to like come home from work, he'd be like, "So uh, yeah, got a got a got a rise today, my old pay, and uh, got a promotion. So uh, yeah, <laughs> life's looking quite good at me at the moment." <sighs> and that's where it all stems from. I never fucking did this. I never did this at all, right? And he just sits there, makes up in his head, just because he basically is, just doesn't want anyone else to have good things. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's yeah. Maybe, I've said before many a time that maybe it's just envy and envious as well from my part because you know Look, I'm, the I'm a, viewers, I'm, the I'm listeners don't care. Yeah, they don't talk care. About Chelsea they don't now. care about me. They don't care about you. They care about the football, don't they? Um, do they care about Woods Biasm though? That that is you know something that's, we're going to have to contend with now. That's the whole reason that people are listening to me. They, they, they are here for for me waxing lyrical. <laughs> well, I I am going to I'm going to sit back in my chair now. <laughs> you you, and I'll you relax. You guys crack you, on. Well, you said it, Mike. I, I'm going to be relaxing as well because to be fair, I think Woods is probably he's in a position to kind of you know be a bit you know <sighs> about Chelsea because the the. the I mentioned it in our WhatsApp group. I'm fucking scared. I'm scared for next season. I'm scared about the recovery this season. And as I was kind of alluding to earlier, old Tommy Tuchel has had a he's had, he's had a good time since coming in, and it's ramping up pretty much as we've uh, you know into this week, and possibly more going on for the rest of the week as well. And it's like, 
uh, you know, you have to give credit where credit's due, I think. Is that right, Woods? Thank you, Paris Saint-Germain. What <laughs> the fuck were they thinking? Um, it's mad to think like how this season started, because it seems such a long time ago since Frank Lampard was dragging this team down to mid-table mediocrity with Arsenal. But um, he's he's come in. Um, he's got the team playing football, uh, for want of a better term. He's, he's no, you look at the team and the way that they're structured and the way they approach the game and the way that the players are able to clearly carry out a game plan and know that the pre-game talk isn't go out there and express yourself. Um, and it's paid dividends. They are one of the best organised teams in the division. Um, and that's... Remarkable achievement when you consider how short a time really Tuchel's had to install that within a group of players. He's been able to get a good harmony out of players. He's obviously brought in uh, quite a few players that Lampard had completely hung out to dry. And uh, it, it feels like everything's trending like a real positive way. And um, you know, I I thought that we wouldn't get past Real Madrid. I probably have horribly overrated them for what it's worth. Um, I feel when, this as well because I do feel like is it Woods as you said overrating them or was it you like trying to go for the the whole cautious oh you know it's a tricky game but really deep down you kind of knew that it's not Real Madrid. Well, this is it, right? But I'm just going to come in. I said I'd sit back. I'm not going to sit back because <laughs> as soon as as soon as the you know obviously it's City in the final, Woods is first. Right? Oh, I ain't being City. We're not going to be City. And I, I genuinely, mate, I, I think you're doing. I, I think you're doing exactly what his leader said in the second time there because I. <laughs> Chelsea, for my money, have a hell of a shot against City for that final. Like, I am not cool. I can't really call this. If I'm They're not an underdog, are they? Let's put it that You're way. not an underdog in any way, shape or form. And to paint, to paint that picture, I, I think you are kind of doing the, you know, playing it down. So if it doesn't go your way, it's not as disappointing. Right? But I, I think you guys have a good shot. I genuinely, as speaking of someone who doesn't support Man City, doesn't support Chelsea, has no strong feelings about either of them. Obviously, I don't like Man City, but as, a, as I've mentioned many times, they don't exist anymore. Um, like, for me, I, I, I genuinely can't call who's going to win it. I, I can't call it. Chelsea have had an incredible ability on the Tuchel to make every team they play, decent team that is, they play, look extraordinary. Uh, in, in terms of not being extraordinary, but literally just very, very ordinary. Um, they made Real Madrid look so one pace, passing side to side. They, Benzema had a couple of moments across both ties. And outside of that, they offered absolutely nothing. Um, and it was the same with Atleti. Atletico Madrid looked completely normal. And the two times that we played Manchester City, really. Now, admittedly, Saturday, <laughs> Vaquero doesn't, pass the ball back to Eduardo Mendy, it's a completely different football match, right? 2-0 down at half-time, it's a killer. But up until that point, Chelsea had been well in the game. It wasn't like City were knocking the door down. and um, You could certainly argue that Fortune had been on City's side with the goal and the penalty and the fact that Sterling was on the pitch as well. But Chelsea came out the second half and completely... Skull fucked Man City to feel one of a better Skull. word. They, they were by far the better football team on the day. Um, you can dress it up. That City had rested players. Chelsea did too. Mason Mount wasn't even in the squad. Um, well, this is the thing. Like Some were saying it was a dress rehearsal, but it, it no. wasn't really, was it? Neither both, team both wanted managers, to show their hands. Exactly. Both managers were keeping their cards to their chest. Yeah. They, didn't want to, they didn't want to give away. I'm sure Pep wanted to see how 
they'd look if they lined up with a back three against Chelsea, wanting to kind of just gauge that. He, he probably, um, you know, have, certainly having Ruben Diaz in that team, he's obviously the first name on that team sheet, realistically, uh, to see how it went. And I don't think that they did particularly well, especially the <laughs> Mendy at left back was getting cooked by by Reese James all game, um, especially the second half when Reese James pushed further up the pitch. So I I can't see Pep going into the final and being like, we're going to go with that because Real Madrid tried that against Chelsea and it's what killed them in the first leg. Uh, City tried against Chelsea on, at the weekend and it didn't work either. When, when you try and install a system for a, a game and it's that, uh, you, you install the system to go toe-to-toe with a team that's effectively played it since January, um, you're never going to be the better team at playing that system right that's just the facts the other team have, know how to the system works and know how to take advantage of it so I think City will probably play their strongest hand in the final obviously um, I think we have got a chance I just look at City and they they are further along in their development right Chelsea sort of this this season are probably hit I don't want to say hit par when you look at the draw that Chelsea had when we got Porto then Real Madrid it, we said at the time it, it sort of played out perfectly for them to be able to get a route to the final. They weren't having to play Bayern Munich. Uh, they weren't having to play Real Madrid in the in the Bernabeu. They weren't having to play Porto in the Stadio Dragao. They weren't having to play these these tough road games. It's why City have benefited equally as well, because they didn't have to go to uh, the Sigur Duna and they didn't have to play Paris in front of um, their, their rabid fans. You know, Both Chelsea and Man City have certainly benefited a route to the final for which they haven't had to play proper away games in the competition but they've got to the final so could you not argue that that's applicable to all the teams though? absolutely i just kind of think in my mind though is that uh in terms of intimidating venues stanford bridge has got a, a, a i've been to european nights there I, i've been there when when we played barcelona in 2012 i've been there when we played um other big games in Europe there is an atmosphere I've never sat and watched Man City's games and gone oh that's an intimidating atmosphere for the other team to play in you know and I I kind of feel that's why the balance swings in in favour of teams like that right it's because there's nobody ever there that's a big factor right they they do big uh, adverts in the uh, evening standard in London going we lay on trains so we can get you up to London and uh, Manchester and back on the Champions League night you know because they can't sell the seats and I don't want to be rude but that's just facts because I when I lived in London those are the adverts that I was seeing um, but yeah, you know, it's, everything feels really good, but I, uh, even after we beat Real Madrid, in fact, going into that game, it felt like it could still end up being a really disappointing season. We could still finish outside the top four. We could still, um, uh, lose to Leicester in the cup final. We could, I mean, we could still lose the cup final to Leicester. We could still lose the other cup final to see. But I think the thing is as well that this weekend, the way things played out, um, with, with Tottenham, dropping the ball again against Leeds. And I mean, that Leeds fucking hammered them as well for what it's worth. Um, just can't resist, can you? Well, I'm just stating the facts. I know that um, Spurs fans will go about the toenail offside uh, and those decisions are horrible. I think every team at this point's had one. Um, mm. And it's something that I do hope they look at in the offseason. I think those are the decisions that fans get really turned off by. That's something that has to be addressed. But they didn't deserve anything from that game anyway. Less, the Leeds were by far by far the better team. Of course, on the Friday night, Leicester got thumped by Newcastle. Uh, so going into the weekend against Man City, everything had sort of gone our way. And then um, I guess fortune favoured the Brave in the end with Chelsea getting three points at the the empty hat. And uh, that looks set for us to qualify for, for the Champions League, which 
when Tuchel took took over, it looked a long shot, like a really long shot, and you got just, commend him. Just to well, yeah, just to bring them back to Chelsea and City. Have you got the psychological advantage, even though it was? I don't a think you can downplay rehearsal. it. Yeah, I don't think you can downplay it. They've beaten them twice now in mm. the space of what a month. Um, and you can kind of dress it up that, oh, we didn't have this player playing here and we didn't have this player. I don't really care because Chelsea didn't play their best team in either game either and they won both of them. Um, so what I we think... could say then is that really Chelsea might be the favourites. City would definitely be favourites, right? They're going to be Premier League champions going into the game, right? So they're the better team. They are the better team. But Chelsea could end up having the better season. You say the better team, but mm-hmm. we've said it on this pod several times, especially when Lampard was at the helm is that basically Chelsea do have the best squad in the Premier League, right? I think there's an argument to be, be made that through quality of depth, yes, I think so. So then to counter that, then wouldn't that kind of be the I think if you look on their pure 11s, I think it's difficult with City actually for it. Because I've got to remember back in December, I was hammering them for being not particularly good. And I, I don't think that they've been their fluid, liquid football best this year. I think that their title has been built purely on um, a stingy defence and doing enough going the other way. Well, this is the thing. They don't have like an out-and-out striker. They're not. They're almost playing pretty much a false well, nine. Well, De Bruyne will probably play the false nine exactly. in the so, final. So it's almost like you can go into the game not having to... You're worrying about a style of play as opposed to particular players. Would that be fair yeah. to say? Uh, yeah, I mean... It's going to be tricky because De Bruyne will find that in-between space. When you've got a back three and you effectively haven't got a striker for any of the back three to worry about, it does put them into a very unique position that they haven't really had to deal with, I don't think. City's players are intelligent to be able to pick the space, right? And I think that will give them unique problems when they are at full strength. The one thing that we have got in our favour is that N'Golo Kante is in the form of his... Chelsea career I think he mm. he ran the show against Real Madrid um, he was fucking wonderful like without Kante I don't think we get through it oh yeah by far um, he was man of the match in both uh, both legs of the tie which tells you everything about that and if Kante has, is at his best in the final then we have a really good chance of winning it because we've got players that uh, evidently just cause City problems because Chelsea, the City likes to play a little bit higher but they've got to be honest, uh, as, as, as wasteful as Werner's finishing is and as dreadful as his uh, positioning is to be on side, he stretches the pitch and gives them problems. And um, It's going to be a fascinating tie because you have got um, two tactically astute managers, two talented squads. Uh, and I think you could argue either way that uh, Team A or Team B going into the final are favourites. I think it makes a really interesting tie. I know that really... Footballing purists and um, the neutral probably dread watching Manchester City and Chelsea play because it'll be that that cup final, that Champions League final when nobody wants either team to win. And I get that because two years ago I watched the European Cup final, U2, where Liverpool and Spurs played and I spent the game just wishing that anybody else other than these two teams wins it. Mm. Um, There's also but, just... Well, well, sorry, I was going to say whilst we're talking about that, it's, talk about it come from Istanbul... Back to England, given the and situation that, yeah, over in Istanbul it, as well in terms of COVID. Yeah, it can't happen in Turkey. Uh, it seems that Portugal will get it because... Oh, really? The, yeah, the situation is that the UK government with our red list means that we're very restricted on who comes in without having to go into quarantine, where Portugal isn't. 
and people but then can it, ma- go... it, ma- it makes no sense to me, and I don't, I don't understand why because there's no fans. I'm assuming, this... I'm assuming there's no, no fans, fans are going. The oh fans really? Are going. Yeah, how, and how sponsors many? are in. Five thousand from each team, and I think it's a total of twenty-five. But if they're prepared to move from Istanbul, then why just not move it to England? And, and given the situation that we're in, the pandemic, it's the sponsors. Who, who are these sponsors that you know demand? Well, they obviously have got tickets for their sponsors, and I don't know where their sponsors are based. But unless they're in Portugal, they aren't coming in. You know, because the, the, obviously the list went up with all of the the, the uh, nations where uh, green travel, right? Yeah. Um, which is basically Portugal, Israel, and Australia, and a whole load of other stuff, but uh, nothing from Spain, uh, nothing Germany, nothing France, nothing from the United States. You know, the, the, these these are probably the places where the sponsors are placed, and if they're coming to England for the final, they'd have to quarantine. Apparently, that was the discussion they were having today, was the idea that mm, can the sponsors right. come in without quarantining, and the government was like, no. Okay. Um, so I think it will happen in Portugal, which it did last year, I believe. So, you know, it, it, I don't think it matters if it's in Portugal or not. I, I guess it does if you're one of the lucky 5,000 fans that have been able to get tickets and you probably would like to know sooner than later because those ticket prices on, on flights to Portugal apparently have skyrocketed because uh, it's one of the few destinations that you can actually fly to without having to quarantine on your return so I'm sure if you're uh, one of those that's going to be able to go to the final you'd rather know sooner than later Um, but ultimately the team will come back and whoever the winning team is will have the trophy and they'll have a parade the next day so that's when the fans can really kind of be involved about it so I don't think it matters if it takes place in in Istanbul, uh, Lisbon uh, or London, I don't really think it matters too much. I don't think it matters to the teams um, because I think they've got a full week for which they can prepare for and, and go out and climatise and do whatever they need to do. Um, I don't think it really matters. Although I, I did see a City fan suggesting that um, Pep and finals in, in, in London's pretty good. So, you know, let's take him out of his comfort zone a bit <laughs> and let's go play somewhere else. Well, right? speak, so. speaking of um, finals in, in London, obviously you do have another one as well this weekend, don't you? If you mentioned it. We earlier. do, we do, FA yeah. Leicester. It's very it similar It makes sense to... now, actually, sorry, I was just thinking, it makes sense now why Leicester probably took that drubbing off Newcastle. It hadn't dawned on me. It makes a bit more sense now. They've probably got their eyes on the, on this on this final this weekend then. Which I've got to be careful about because um, they're, they're, they're now the team that are fourth, right? which is the precarious position to be when there are a couple of teams that are uh, in contention, especially when you've got to play at least one of those teams as well, which is, which is well, in fact, you've got to play two of them because you've got to play Chelsea and Tottenham still in the league um, before it's finished. Um, yeah, look, Leicester haven't played in the cup final for... They've never won it. I think they've only been in one final, which is a long time ago. And for this group of players, um, because obviously the the... the, the the core of this team, for the most part, has now left since 2016. There's still obviously players such as Vardy and Schmeichel that still remain. It's a big day out. It's a big moment for that football club. I think for Chelsea, because of the Champions League final, and I remember this being the case in 2012 when we played Liverpool um, with with the Champions League final to follow, it, it felt like uh, an inconvenient final. Um, very difficult for players to to focus and fit, uh, on the game in hand at Wembley when uh, the bigger day out was going to be that day in Munich and it's it's kind of similar in that sense and equally very similar as well is that we played Liverpool twice in a very short amount of time about the, the FA Cup and in the league as well and that's kind of what's going to happen Chelsea play Leicester on the weekend and then again on God Tuesday 
So the teams will be sick of the sight of each other. But Chelsea, I'd, I'd, I'd like them to win it. I won't lie because um, although we did beat Manchester United for it only a couple of years ago, I've watched them lose a couple of cup finals to Arsenal in recent times. So it'd be nice to, to, to win it. Um, it will pale into insignificance if they do lift the European Cup. That was the case a little bit uh, in 2012. I, I remember the parade in 2012 because um, I was fortunate enough to be able to get down there for it. And they came around in the open top bus and like, even the players couldn't give a fuck about the FA Cup. You know, it, it, Chelsea just won their first uh, Champions League, their first European Cup, and that was the, the mine. It'll be the same again. Um, it'll be a nice to have as opposed to, you know, the Champions League, which is the, mm. uh, the pinnacle yeah, of European football, sense. isn't it? Lee's seething over here. He's just like an FA Cup... Nice. To have. <laughs> I know. Just, I know. just a look, nice look. We, we're very, we're very fortunate, Chelsea. We, we're very fortunate with how things have played out, right? Like, um, it'd, be, it'd be super nice for Leicester to win it as long as I can have the Champions League a week later, right? Or two <laughs> weeks later, I'll, I'll quite happily accept that deal right now. But there's no guarantees of that, so uh, we'll, we'll see what sort of team Tuchel picks. We've got Arsenal midweek. Um, you know, we've still got important football matches. We are in pole position now for. Uh, getting that top four spot, which I think would have been target number one, right? When you turn up and Bremerich gave Tuchel the job, it would have been get top four, which looked a long shot at the time. Um, they now look nailed on. They beat Arsenal, and I think they're pretty much there at that point. Um, well, I reckon then- he would have said get get Champions League, and if it's via winning the Champions yeah, League itself, even better. Even better. Yeah. yeah. I want to bring Mike in because he's a bit quiet. And I feel like he might be texting or doing something, and you know, and I, I want to bring him in. Can we make any compelling argument for Leicester to to beat Chelsea? Given that you know we've been bigging up Chelsea quite a lot here. Um, my honest answer is no. Not any, I don't really rate. I don't. I don't really rate Leicester too too highly. If I'm honest with you. Well, you don't rate um, in the and He's kind of proved you wrong there for the last yeah, several well, let's weeks. Let's not talk about that. But um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I just haven't been. Too impressed with Leicester recently, that's all. Um, I think they've gone a bit off the boil, um, certainly compared to their earlier season form. Chelsea are in form themselves. Um, yeah, I just I just don't see just don't see it happening uh, for Leicester, unfortunately for them. I mean, look, they may raise their game and uh, bring it home, but um, I think Tuchel... Look, it's, let's be clear about it. Brendan Rodgers chokes. He's a choke artist, right? <laughs> he gets to the, he gets near the, he gets near the top of the mountain, right? And all of a sudden, the air, the air becomes a little <laughs> bit, a little bit thin, yeah, a little bit hard to breathe, isn't it? Oh, but burning all the old lungs, isn't it, Brendan? And he he struggles and waves his white flag, and his team goes to the bottom of the mountain again because they they, they run out of breath. You see, uh, happens to happens. Happened at Liverpool, happened at Leicester, and you might say, "Oh, Michael, but what about Celtic and Scotland?" Well, as I've as I've mentioned before, dear listener, I could win the fucking league in Scotland with Celtic. Okay, so let's not play that fucking game, shall we? Um, so yeah, no, Leicester won't win the the FA Cup, and if they do, it'll be because Ian Acho did something, and that will frustrate the life out of me. It will be because of Ian Acho, because Vardy is ice cold at the moment, and that those are the famous last words as Vardy basically turns it into the Vardy Cup final, but. Um, Leicester in a real, really, really precarious position because they've got United tomorrow. Now, United have a week of hell. Um, you mm. could see quite comfortably Ollie. Ollie has a prime shithouse uh, situation this week, right? Because um, looking at the top four race, 
Um, you've obviously got Chelsea and, and Leicester in, in pole position. West Ham dropped the ball a bit. Um, probably feel like they're running out of momentum. Liverpool got a game in hand to really get back amongst it. And then there's Tottenham. Now, this week, United have got Leicester and Liverpool. Uh, and if you're Oli Solskjaer and Manchester United, you're probably like, wouldn't it be fun for Jurgen Klopp to have to play Thursday nights against farmers from Bulgaria and, and plumbers from Lithuania? How about we basically rest some players? Because we had a tough day out on, on, on Sunday, right? We had a tough day. We'll rest some players against Leicester, right? So Leicester get a nice, nice gift, potentially. But we're going to go ham on Liverpool because uh, we've now rested our players. Uh, so they're nice and fresh for this, this fixture. Uh, we, we've, um, I think they've only got a couple of fixtures after that. So we'll go, we'll go against and beat Liverpool and just completely, basically, uh, fuck their whole plans and hopes and dreams of being able to somehow creep into that, that final Champions League spot. I, it, it, is it ridiculous to think that Oli and the players aren't, well, at least Oli isn't aware of the, this situation that's there for him to do? I mean, it's... Do you think he looks at it like you do, Woods? Realistically? I, I know he fucking hates Liverpool. <laughs> that's all I would say, Right. And well, he's, he's already come out and said that he he will definitely the players that played in the Europa League against Roma, then played against Villa this weekend. They're definitely not going to be playing against. So that's Leic- Bruno, right? Leicester the next is their next game. Is it's Leicester on t- tomorrow? Yeah, and then they've got Liverpool on Thursday. Thursday. God, that is that's criminal. Oh, they got almost. they got fucking hammered with the fixture list, mate. It is fucked up what they've. They've basically done to United. Kind of, I, kind of repercussions though for allowing your fans to kind of allowing your fans. Yeah, <laughs> allowing might be the wrong word, but for your fans to get into the stadium, that's fair. But just, um, want, just want to say by the way, uh, Burnley are beating Fulham two nil. Um, guess he's just grabbed a goal. Well, Chris Wood going to be Chris Chris Wood Woodsy Chris Wood goal update. Look at that. that uh, that's pretty much putting Fulham down as well. So. <laughs> But getting back to listen, they're in a precarious position. Say that say they don't get the the handout from Oli and, and Manchester United. Um, they've then got the FA Cup final. They've then got Chelsea on the Tuesday, and they finish with Tottenham. And Tottenham should should be picking up some results going into that, which will put that game potentially, I say, potentially as the win and in for that fourth Champions League spot, which would save um, what is turning out to be quite a tame last day with City probably being champions and uh, relegation settled and top four potentially also in the bag so if, if I'm sure Sky are kind of hoping that they can somehow get Leicester versus Tottenham winning in Champions League situation oh, the, the hype that they'll be going around that game for Sky will be incredible that's what they need really isn't it yeah, yeah. absolutely Just, absolutely. I don't want to think about that um, I want to bring Mikey in again let's, talk, let's have a look we, well we've kind of glanced upon United here how are you how are you feeling? Well, basically, Woods wanted to pose the question: Is it time to start putting some respect to to Ollie's name, coming from the guy they kind of put as much disrespect as possible, and yourself as well? They add, and, and me. Oh, I might as well include myself in that. Is, is it time? You know, he's got you into. He finally, he's broken that hoodoo. I mean, it was expected given you know the the first leg against Roma, but you you now got yourselves in the Europa League final. Uh, if if that was me as an Everton fan, I'd be going fucking crazy but obviously you're a United fan so I'm guessing it's quite not quite the same right expected um, maybe given that you was in that competition yeah 
you know what I mean? It's one of those things where, look, we've won it recently. Um, Jose won it um, a few years ago against Ajax of all teams as well. And um, it was, it sounds bad to say, but it just felt like a formality in a, in a weird way. Um, with this one, look, in, in, I have two trains of thought about it because on one hand, I'm glad we're not playing Arsenal because I could see them shithousing their way to a 1-0 victory, which would have been just... That would have killed me, to be to be perfectly honest with you. But on the other hand, because we're playing Villarreal, we're not going to be playing in our glorious zebra kit, which we are unbeaten in this year. <laughs> really? So it's, um, it's not glorious. Yeah, it's, it's horrendous. Are you kidding me? Mate, I fucking love this kit. Yeah. I absolutely adore this kit. It's so nice. And I'm not saying this ironically. No, no, no. I genuinely think it looks amazing. If that's your I, opinion, I love that's it. your opinion. I'm just not in that opinion at all. I just, I really, yeah. I've, I never liked it from day one. But um, yeah, fair enough. Actually, whenever I see, whenever I see us line up, and I'm like, yes, here we go. Well, you, you mentioned Villarreal. Obviously, they're going to be your final opponents, and you do live out in Spain now. Have you seen much of Villarreal? No. Oh. Do you know why, mate? Because, right, so I watch Spanish news every evening, right? And they always have a little roundup of the football at the end. And you know how I said to you the other week on, on this show that uh, Spanish news moves are like 500 miles an hour. It's like, here's a fucking envelope, bam. And then it like, it's just relentless, right? You know how when they show you the highlights of games in England, they'll show you the goals. It will be like maybe the pass before the shot or several passes before the shot. Not here. It's literally, it cuts to ball leaving foot, hitting back of net, and then next goal. It's just, it's just goal, 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 goal. I, I, you have no time to understand who the fuck's playing. You have no time to understand what the fucking scores are. You have no time to get an, any idea about what you're watching other than just a ball flying into a net from different angles, from various coloured shirts. Like, it's impossible, mate. I, I, I literally have no idea. Oh, okay, so I'm right in thinking that the Villarreal are competing for top four. They fifth. Am I wrong in uh, saying that? I have that? no idea. Let's have a look. I'm going to try and get Let's up a see. I've Googled quickly. it myself as well. Uh, they lost 4-2 to Celta Vigo yesterday. So, oh, oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. And Betis are currently winning, so they actually dropped down to seventh. Okay. Yeah, so, again, you want to say this is kind of going to be a formality. You know, I mean... Mate. United squad on paper Ideally. against Villarreal squad. You know, I, 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 I don't really know. Have they got Funes Mori in defence? Pretty, <laughs> pretty sure that's the case. I'm pretty sure Everton sold him to, to Villarreal. So if Funes Mori's playing, then that, that automatically puts you in pole position, I feel. Funes Mori, mate, I, I, you know what? He's a really good player. I think he's been. <laughs> You're doing um, a wood team. Like, oh, he's a really solid defender. No, look, look, no, 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 going to struggle look, against look, him. Look, They've got some good players. They've got that Power Torres at centre half, who, um, yes. bold account, is strongly linked to United. Yeah, Chukwueze is where the uh... yeah Chukwueze is the right winger. Moreno uh, up front, got, Spanish. Uh, Moreno, and I've got that Alcacer as well. Used to play for Dortmund. So they're, they're like they've got some players. Uh, Juan Foyth plays there as well, which is amusing. Wow. Um, Danny Parejo in goal. He's obviously we know we know of him, and uh, of course. Francis Coquelin, who basically schooled Thomas Partey the other day, which was quite amusing. <laughs> um, yeah, look. Um, and also, just this one's for you, Lee. They also have Carlos Becker. Oh, really? There you go. Could almost um, put him in no, the realms of Raquel May, couldn't you? Exactly. No, I, I, look, I would be disappointed if we... I'd be very disappointed if we lost. Uh, I do expect us to win. I'd be... It's... 
you know, it's expected to be honest with you. Yeah, well, it's competition, a... though, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah but whatever. Um, <laughs> that does, that doesn't mean he, nothing, he lost the it? last time he played in the final, right? No, yeah. Wasn't it with no, Arsenal? Let's, yeah. It was with <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah. Um, look, I, to answer your original question about Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, um, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not jumping on this bandwagon, all right? I'm not flopping. I'm not flip-flopping as, as quickly as you want me to, okay? I'm still not a huge fan of his as a manager, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but I will concede that the end of the season has been, it's been decent, you know? Um, the team looks pretty good. Um, I would chalk that up quite heartily to um, Cavani. Uh, we look a different outfit with him up top. Uh, he signed for another year as well, which is wonderful news for me. Mm. Um, Greenwood's uh, played himself into a bit of form at the, come near the end of the season. He's had a tough season, but he's been pretty good. Um, you know, the last probably the last month he's been he's been good. Uh, Rashford is um, frustrating as anything, but he seems to do something every couple of games, which kind of keeps him in the team. Um, and Pogba's been playing left wing, which it turns out is a really good position for him because he hasn't got to do any fucking defensive work, which is his biggest issue. Um, and he gets to affect the game higher up the pitch. I, I still have issues with, with with a lot of this team, and it's going to be very, very intriguing to see what happens in the summer. Well, one of your very, very intriguing. Well, one of your big criticisms, and rightly so, is sort of the the lack of like you know actual style or defined play kind of what Woods mentioned with Tuchel he's come in and he's put he, you know Chelsea look like you know tactically trained and they know what they're going to do has there been any development in that area if you no there hasn't right no. the fact of the matter is that they, they, he's put better players look we've got a, a guy up front who makes runs and we've got a team that's learning to pass the ball to him you've got players like Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes who, who are very gifted footballers they're going to be able to find a player who's making those types of runs right um I would suggest that a team that has gone behind so often and refuses to learn from these mistakes and re- keeps making stupid defensive errors. My dog is barking like a bastard. Uh, give me a second. I'm going to go and get him. Okay. One second. Okay. Well, Woods, in that case, are you coming? You, you, you carry it on there from Mikey. I, I understand where he's coming from. Like, uh, to, to be a team that... Um because you can spin it one two ways. He's spinning it that way, right? The the idea that if you continue making the mistakes to go behind, eventually it's gonna you're gonna end up burnt, right? You're gonna end up losing football matches. And what Manchester United have been able to do a lot this season is um, concede early, but come back and fight back. And, well, they've got um, the most wins from going down, haven't they? Um, from... They've got the most points from going behind. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know they, they go behind a lot, but I think that, that there is a case to say that. Um, there is a level of naivety. I think United need another centre half. I think Lindelof um, was poor again. Um, it, it, Lindelof is poor. The, it was so weak for their goal, man. Mm. Like the goal itself was a complete fucking random hit yeah. where that just flew in. But Lindelof was so weak. He tackled the guy and still like. Do you know what I mean? Con- constant mistakes. Constant you certainly mistakes. need an upgrade in that position. That 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 is very evident. Um, doesn't it just Again. make you think then? I mean, because I know, as I said, the, the initial question was posed about Oli. Man United, I'm sorry, Chelsea recognised that Lampard wasn't that guy that was going to take them on 
to next levels. And, you know, obviously it's happened maybe quicker than what we thought, but fair, fair play. The Chelsea hierarchy recognised that and they went with it and they've, they've now brought in a guy that looks to be, you know, doing the business. Oli's had quite a few years now and it's... It, it hasn't been. There's been. It's, it's been a slow, steady progress, but nothing. You know, there's not been that sort of big upturn that you want or you'd hope. Surely, I, 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 I feel there's been clear progress this year. For there's been progress, but United. It's like a. I don't know. How to, I don't know how to describe it. Like, if you, if you're looking at a linear graph, it's, it's, it's a slow burner. You like it's slowly creeping up over time. I said this a while ago. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has done some good things in terms of morale, in terms of like in terms of around the squad. The likes of Luke Shaw are playing the best football yep. of his career. Um, we've done, we've made some good signings. I would suggest as well, um, and we've got rid of a lot of shit and, and negative influences in that team. Yeah, but I think he's got a ceiling at the end of the day. I, I, I think if someone like he's got a, he's got a clear ceiling. Um, I don't think we play as good a football as people seem to seem to think we do. There's too many games where we we rely on countering the opposition instead of enforcing a style of play. If we play against a team that sits back against us, we're still fucking useless for the most part. Um, like we we're, we're like we still play line up with the McFredinator in in midfield. Hey, hang on a minute, and it's like <laughs> no, I mean McTominay and Fred, the the, the double pivot of right, doom. Okay. And we still look lethargic and slow coming through it. And I, I'm I'm not I'm not blown away. I think we can win football matches because um, I think the players are good enough. Um, I don't. Uh, I, I I still want a new manager for what it's worth. You've lost the yeah, least I amount of too. games in the Premier League. Sorry, just to for yeah, you. Yeah, and they, they all happened at the start of the season, by the way. Yeah, yeah and you're undefeated, so, undefeated but, on the road. That's right? fine, but but it's not sustainable when you go behind as many times as we and, do. And, and that's not a sustainable. That's not sustainable football at all in any way, shape, or form. That like, and people say, "Oh, but they just need to sign a better defender." Well, that's absolutely fine. But how about you coach the defenders to be better at defending? Do you know what I mean? Like protect them or do do something. We play with two defensive midfielders every single game, yet we still look. Are horribly exposed far too often to the point we concede the first goal in the majority of games we play. I think next season's great, be a- fighting spirit, wonderful, but this isn't sustainable. And if I will get, look, look, of course he's going to be here next season. Of course he will be, right? And I'm happy, and he deserves it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit there and say he deserves to be fired because at the end of the day, like we're second in the league, we're in a Europe, we're in the Europa League final. Dogs biting my hand, um, but. So give him next season, but I want to see definite improvement in the defensive <clears throat> solidity, you know, solid, solidity, solidarity. Yeah, solidity at the back. Yeah, I, I, I get I, where that's you're coming what I from. Want to see. I, I understand where you're coming from because they're all fair points. Uh, I think, I think what you could probably go at United this season is suggest that um, second in the league in a league where Chelsea had Lampard tax for the first half of the season, Liverpool have obviously been piss poor throughout. Uh, Jose Mourinho season three happened in season two and Arsenal have Mikel Arteta so they've not really had any clear competition for that second spot throughout which has probably aided them but um, I, I think you could also argue that has Oli really been afforded the, the tools that he's needed to, to, to press on a bit and if United do provide him those tools this summer I don't think that um, I think you have to be proper contenders as opposed to where we are right now where we're kind of um, 
you know, you sit down and uh, there was a moment, wasn't there? Was it January or February where it looked like there was a moment and then it went? On the back and of it Christmas went off the back well. of two disappointing results. Um, Sheffield United, Sheffield wasn't United, it? Yeah. Um, and there was another one in there which was disappointing and it just took the wind out of the sails. And that, that's what cannot happen at Manchester United. And in, in any team that's got um, serious thoughts about winning the league, especially because there is an opportunity. We always say this. There, there's an opportunity next year that you end up with um, Man City still being Man City, potentially with another striker to, to fill the boots of Aguero and playing uh, without the false nine. Uh, Chelsea will be uh, with Tuchel. Uh, Liverpool should be you'd assume, be back to some semblance of what they were uh, more in the last two seasons as opposed to this season. Uh, and then Manchester United as well. So it's going to be a tighter run things where you just cannot afford to have, A, a slow start because Manchester United had a real slow start this season. Uh, and B, like kind of those midweek mishaps where mental lapses allow teams to take advantage and, and win games which they have no rights doing. I, I think that, as you say, Mikey, I think he's done more than enough to warrant another year in the job. I still don't know myself. I, I don't know if this guy is the guy or if he's just a guy, right? Um, and I think next year is going to be really the tell-all. There's, yeah. there's, there's going to be nowhere to hide next year if you, if United do back him and when I say back him they, they go and get that centre half I don't know who that is there's a list of players out there if they do go and get that central midfielder that they need and if they do go get Jaden Sancho I don't think Kane's happening I don't think Haaland's happening I, I think that I think those two deals are very difficult anyway um, and, sorry, uh, sorry if we've got a dog on our screen here so we're, we're, no, we're, we're trying to talk football but at the same time he's like ah oh, look at him dad what are these guys saying <laughs> They're talking absolute nonsense. They're talking um, Inglesa. <laughs> I don't know why he's Italian. But, yeah. um, but well, I, I kind of feel that I'd be more putting more scrutiny on him if he didn't, if he had had Sancho. Let's put it that way, right? I feel that he went in with his hands. And he, look, it shouldn't be forgotten. This has been a hard season for everyone. It has been. But Ollie's had extra shit on his plate. He's had, um, obviously, the back end of this year, the Super League and the, and the Glazers situation, but he's had um, the Greenwood situation, which I think he's handled exceptionally because I don't know why. Uh, oh, I do know why. It's because people don't know football and are too uh, reactive to a teenager who has just a quiet spell where he's not banging in goals every game, but he's come back and he's, he's looking uh, the exceptional talent that we all know he is. Right, that, that that special talent, and he's, he's he's playing well, and he's scoring goals again. And he's handed the green with situ- the Pogba situation could have been a complete fucking nightmare in January, where uh, Mina Riola comes out and starts talking about shopping him around and trying to move him on. Ollie handles that expertly, completely, basically uh, doesn't give the attention to Mina Riola and gets Paul Pogba probably playing the best football of his United career off the back of that. You know, these are real positive things. I, I do agree, though, Mikey. That, Going behind every fucking football match you play is going to end up biting you in the ass eventually. And, this, and that has and to be And this resolved. is why I agree with, or concur with both of you that he next season is... I want to say it's yeah, do or die, but you know, he this is where he needs to sort of yeah take that title chance and actually make it legitimate and not like a fleeting moment or happy for second, you know, oh, we've got a comfortable second place and we've got a, a final here and we got to the semi-finals there. It, it, you've got to start ramping up the, the pressure on the likes of City to actually make yourself genuine title contenders. There is a difference between a genuine title challenge 
uh, aka Liverpool when they before they, the year before they won the league, and a Arsenal finishing second to Leicester, right? Yes. Or a Mourinho finishing second and claiming that as a victory. Like that's there's there's different types of title challenges. This year uh, was a dreadful title challenge, regardless of where we finished this season. Um, next year, like, and the thing is, a lot of Man United fans, I think, are just happy happy to be there. You know, um, look, it's preferable than having to scramble for top four on the last day of the season. Absolutely, of course it is. But at the same time, like, look, Oli's done a good job so far. There's big positives. Certainly, if I look back at the Moyes era and the fucking the Mourinho era of drudgery, you know, there are positives. Things are more positive than they used to be. Um, but selfishly, I look over at Stamford Bridge and I'm envious because you've got a manager that knows what he's doing. You know, and yeah. I, 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 look, he's been in the job now for what, two years? How long? Who's this? Two and a half, right? It's he came for in. Ollie. Ollie. Two and a half years, yeah, right? Yeah. He's two and a half years in. I have no idea if he's any good or not. That's, that's it's not mad to a, think that, isn't it? That's this not is the a thing. Good it it, thing it, it to sounds like about. the man management side of things he's really good at, the media side of things he's really good at, but when it comes to being actually on the pitch tactical and having that defined style that, I guess someone like yourself, Mikey, craves or wants, it's, it's not there, it's still lacking. Um, but then as Woods probably correctly counters, you give him the resources, you give him the tools, and you know then we see if he can take I think up I, 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 there, <laughs> Look, this season, I, 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 I would suggest there's been between five and ten, maybe more, performances that have been dreadful where I've watched the games and I've gone, oh my God, that they look like they've never met. Like, oh, oh my dear Christ. That, it was also a barometer for me for next season. I, I, I can't be putting up, like wasting my time. Like I'm an adult now. I've got a life, I've got shit to do. When I'm a kid, you can, you can watch your team play shit. That's okay, the next one's coming. Like, I ain't got time for, to, to sit there and watch garbage football for, with a team that look like they have no idea what they're doing. I want to see less of those I know it sounds entitled, but I want to see less of those performances next year as well. I want to see us actually look like we have an idea when the onus is on us. Okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm conscious of time, so I'm, I'm going to move it on because we do have one more. I'm going to call this a minor subject before we move on to predictions. And we mentioned Villarreal, obviously, they the, earlier uh, in terms of they're playing in the, in the Europa League final. That's because they beat Arsenal over two legs in the semi-final. Now, Woods, you wanted to pose a question, didn't you, about Mikel Arteta? And I guess it's also a question that Michael's been harping on about for, for quite a long time now is, do Arsenal, do they, do they stick or twist, basically, with him? Given, I mean, I don't know if you watched the performance, I only saw extended highlights, but from what I saw, it looked pretty meek. I mean... Gutless. It, Gutless when, when you, is the perfect word. That's, this is the thing. Like, if, if you're in a, a semi-final, how can you draw nil-nil? I, I, I don't get it. Like, One and, goal. And, and, unless unless there's like you know numerous chances and the referees against you or something, but nil nil. They, um, he subbed. <laughs> he subbed a Bamiyang off as well for Willian, <laughs> which who, AFTV by the way was goal brilliant for that. that. That was brilliant. <laughs> I, I get that apparently. Well, Bamiyang's just recovering from malaria, but I don't. True. I don't fucking care. Um, he had ninety minutes like a couple of weeks ago <laughs> or something, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I don't care. He'd come close up to that point as well. He, he's always going to be the most likely player to do, to, to get a goal out of the group of players that you have at the club. Um, but I, I watched the last 10 minutes and the lack of urgency 
There was no sweeping barrage of attack after attack after attack to try and break down. It was too easy for Villarreal. And for what it's worth, I think Villarreal were just like, I can't believe it's this easy. It was a simple night for Unai Emery uh, to get sweet vengeance over Arsenal. Um, Mikel Arteta, he's he's an interesting one. Without a a Pulisic hamstring and a dreadful refereeing decision, Chelsea win last season's FA Cup. Uh, Lampard gets sacked regardless, right? That FA Cup isn't basically being held as some sort of crowning glory of a man that's destined for more. But it seems that that FA Cup sort of has given Arteta enough ammunition to keep uh, the bullet in the chamber. It's, 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 it's incredible to me that he's taken them backwards. I remember when we did this podcast a couple of years ago and we went into the game against Arsenal um, in Baku. Right for the the Europa League final, but I remember that season thinking throughout it, Arsenal Chelsea. There isn't much to pick between those two teams. There really wasn't much to pick between them. They had two um, two managers that probably uh, didn't quite get their message across in Emre and Sari, uh, but two teams that had strengths and weaknesses. And since then, the gap has become a chasm. Just this season, well, they're down um, in ninth. Our- at the moment, yeah, in, in the and legitimately so, right? I mean, I know that Arsenal fans can point to uh, VAR this and VAR that, right? I get it. I do look at some of those moments and go, "Yeah, it's been unfortunate," but they're, at the same time, some rough other, decisions. T- other teams have too. Mm. But the reason why you don't remember them is that they get past that adversity and still win the football match, right? To ba- Arsenal under Arteta are so marginal on whether they win, lose or draw because of the style of football that he puts out there, which is just so meek. I think meek is a perfect word for it. Um, they, they don't play with any style. They, they try to keep it as solid defensively without opening up themselves uh, at the back. And it's just not Arsenal football. I just... There's been promises, right? Last season, he beats Klopp and Guardiola... And obviously not that it matters, but he beat Frank Lampard in the final. And kind of like you think, okay, there is a manager there. I remember he played Manchester United this season, right? It was this season. I, was, I, yeah. I get lost on it. But they, and they were comprehensively the better team that day. It did require a penalty to win the football match, but they were still the better team on that day. And you kind of think, whoa, that was a really good tactical performance. But since then, honestly, like I feel like since that United game, they've been garbage and nothing but garbage. Um, so what do they do he's not the, So what do they well, do? My, my, where they're fucked is my, my first answer because I think they're damned either way. I, I don't necessarily believe this whole Cronky is a crook thing. Um, I think Cronky, uh, as a sports team owner, because I watch American sports, has built a Super Bowl contender in Los Angeles. He's basically got in a talented, young, offensive coach. Sounds familiar to what they were thinking, what they were doing at Arsenal. And surrounded him with people that know how to basically... Uh, know the sport and know how to squad build. Sounds familiar again. He's basically, Cronky's put a lot of faith, a lot of stock into the people at the club to run the day-to-day, to do the player acquisitions, to identify the players and put a, a young coach who's been told that, uh, we've all been told he's super talented, right? Uh, he's this super talented football coach who used to put the cones out for Pep Guardiola. Even in Denver, with the Nuggets, he's assembled an, a, a very talented group of players. They've yeah. been very unlucky with an injury this year, but they they were legitimate contenders. So I'm not buying the Stan Kroenke's the fucking problem. This isn't the Glazers. 
This isn't fucking Malcolm Joel and whoever fucking Glazer. He is not basically siphoning off the top here. This is not the same fucking guy. Arsenal's complaints with the Glazers is just because they haven't got Wenger to blame anymore. That's all it is. They hounded Wenger out of the club. They hounded him out because they thought the grass would be greener without him. And it turns out it was nothing but a big pile of shit without him. And they, 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 they created their own fucking problem. They created their own fucking problem. And basically, they get Emery, didn't work, hounded him out. Now they've got Ateta. Where do they go next? I honestly don't know. I'm hearing names like Allegri. Now, two things with Allegri. One, I don't see it in Allegri. I never really have. I don't, I don't believe he's this exceptional football manager. And two, he's not coming to Arsenal Football Club. Get over it. Right? The facts are, you're ninth in the league. Your squad is questionable at best. You're not got European football. It's, it's a long way back. Well, this it's is, a long this way back. I feel, I, I, this is where I feel, though, with Arteta is to his to his defence is that that squad is pretty standard. It's pretty average. It's pretty weak. Uh, it's not. It's not a good squad. Well, you say that. I mean, Aubameyang was literally a golden boot yeah, scoring okay. Aubame- striker Aubame- at one Aubame- point, Aubame- and he and he and he's but he's turned him into a pub player, mate. You know what I mean? Like he's ruined. He's the one that puts Aubameyang in these positions. He's got to take responsibility for what Aubameyang is at this point. Well, he he inherited one of the most lethal strikers in the league and has completely neutered him. It's, it's it's incredible to watch. He looks like a, a shadow of that player. I I I think Arsenal have got some good players. I think it just happens to be a lot of them are the younger players. I don't think they're necessarily as as talented as some. Gunners would have you believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think their squad build has been atrocious. I do think they've been led uh, by um, people in charge of transfers that are far too cosy with certain agents that have been getting deals for their mates, basically, and that's what's scuppered them big time. Well, prime example I, I, is William. You know, you're putting them on a yeah. hundred grand a week or whatever it is for a thirty-two-year-old. Was it more money? It might even be more money. I don't know. It's it, it's something in that ballpark. It, do, it doesn't yeah. make sense. It, it really no, it doesn't. doesn't, and obviously we mentioned as well before about um, Pepe seventy-two uh, million. Willian is on one hundred ninety-two grand a week. Sorry, so double oh. that. Then. <laughs> double that? <laughs> no, not for three years. He's not. Oh, that's a that's but a dreadful. That's deal. out of Arteta's hands, then almost. Yeah, I think there's an element of it, and I, look, has he been dealt a, a poor hand? You can certainly make the case for it, but they've I, I, been. I'd also argue, you know, I know you refer to him as Pep's cone guy or whatever but you know if you if you've been under the 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 stewardship or under you know working as a number two to the best steve mclaren (laughs) steve mclaren worked under sir alex ferguson okay but then surely what i'm saying is there's 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 a difference you know you can we can see the method you're saying that because he's got a better hairline (laughs) you can see it because of the of the methods that pep uses he he'll be able to Maybe maybe I, maybe that's that's his downfall. He's, maybe that's the downfall. Maybe he's trying to do what City are doing, but with worse players. Well, maybe that may be part of it. I just don't think he's a very good man manager. I think that's his biggest biggest problem. I think the thing is, is that what's massively underappreciated, and it's what we just touched on with Volley Solskjaer, his best attribute is man management. Right, you can see that. I think Tuchel. I think the biggest difference between Tuchel and Lampard, other than actually understanding how to do tactics, is that Tuchel, as a man manager, is infinitely better than Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard turned up thinking he was Jose Mourinho and started being basically an arsehole to everyone. Tuchel has basically brought everyone in. He's created this uh, camaraderie amongst them. Well, there's another guy you mentioned as well, Jose Mourinho, poor man management. 
Exactly, it's gone. He used to be the guy that created a siege mentality and, and everyone bought into it and everyone was fighting with Jose and now everyone's fighting against him. Uh, Pep Guardiola, one of his underrated tributes is his man management because he is a mad fucking bastard, right? But I think players really love playing for him too. If you're inside his his inner circle, you know, you, you play for him. You, it's that classic, I'll run for a... Br-. I don't think there's players at that football club that have the same relationship with Mikel Arteta because I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he's that guy mentally. He may be able to draw the X's and O's on a board, but then it's kind of conveying the X's and O's to the players to be able to go out and put that message into action and delivering the results. And I just don't think he's that, I don't think he's that dude. I really don't. Does he deserve, look, what I would say, does he deserve another year? And equally like Ollie, I think you no. have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like, I'm, I've, I've sat and listened for a little while. No, he doesn't. I don't understand... But, they, but you mentioned earlier, like, who, well, who'd Arsenal then get in, right? Graham Potter's you look the at, one you look I keep at going back to. Who? Graham Potter, in my mind, is the one that I'd go for. But that's because I've put him in any, any, <laughs> for this, I have got him at Tottenham and Arsenal at the moment, because well, I think both of them to, should to go To counter that as well, I'm hearing uh, Sari's also been linked with Arsenal and Spurs. So maybe whoever's, whoever doesn't go goes, gets, gets the other, you know? But the thing is, I, I look at the Arsenal squad, you mentioned it earlier, and you're like, you're right. Right, I'll go, I'll go, I'm on transfer market, right? Really good website just for stuff, right? Yeah. Bakayo Saka is their, the highest value player they have, right? Yeah. Shock horror. Um, Nick, then you've got Thomas Partey, Martin Odegaard, who isn't actually their player, Nicola Pepper, mm-hmm. Bamiyang, Lacazette, Tierney, Ceballos isn't their player, Leno, Bellerin, Gabriel, Shaka Martinelli. I, li- I like Martinelli. I like I, uh, I like Saka. That's it. I like Tierney as well. Tierney does a, is a decent left yeah, back. The rest of it, Leno's a terrible goalkeeper. Arsenal fans hate Bellerin. Um, Pepper, no, he's absolute garbage. Thomas Partey looks like a fraud of a footballer. I just don't. The the um, whatever manager comes in has no money to spend. Because uh, they're, they're still paying Ozil 300 grand a week as well, amazingly. Um, they've got no money to spend. They're in no, they're, there's no hope of them winning anything. It's a big, big rebuild at Arsenal. A big, big rebuild. And whoever they bring in need to have connections in the vein of an Ancelotti Hammers connection. You know what I mean? Come and play here because we need you. you know, I need you. Mm. I don't know who that is because I think you say a Potter or something like that. If Potter goes to Arsenal, the only way is down for them. The only way is down for them because well, at least they have, have a defined style of football. Yeah, yeah but and it'll, be, it'll be like it was under Wenger, where basically it's just let's try and pass it into the net, but never score because they've got a Bamiyang. Now they've got him. They've got what a, happens when a Bamiyang goes in Ketia. It's an, it's a fascinating, and it gets back to the point. I, I think he d- deserves a very difficult word with this one because I, I do agree. Does he deserve to have another year? Um, you certainly argue not. I, I, again, I go to the point that this has been one of the toughest years in terms of managing a team, and I think Arsenal probably had to go through quite a lot themselves, as, as Oli has been able to, had to had to do as well. And he's going to have to stay in because, like I said, I don't think there's a better option out there. Um, I think that they've committed to this project and I think that quitting this project this quickly and then hitting the reset at this point is not wise. I think they've got a massive summer and that summer includes 
ridding players, to raise transfer funds, to go and mould a squad for which Arteta may well be able to play this Pep's brand of football uh, that he probably wants to. I think there's a lot of square pegs for round holes at the moment within that squad. The, the issue is we're just coming out of COVID. Shift. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it online. All right. I've seen the Arsenal fans selling Lacazette for forty million, and and these players. And I'm like, shifting players in this 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 COVID window is nigh on impossible. It's the fucking hardest thing to do because clubs don't have any money, so they're not going to take your garbage on two hundred grand a week. They're not going to do that. Um, it was the biggest problem for Chelsea last summer was, was the, 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 the issue of being able to move players on. It's, it, it, and it will probably be the same again this summer that they're just not going to be able to. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand the job interview. What, what, what you say Arteta, uh, the Guardiola style football that he wants to play, mm-hmm. does he? <laughs> because there is completely zero evidence of that start. The, the Arteta's style of play regardless of opposition, regardless, is keep it tight and nick a goal. I have summed up his entire tactical acumen in that many words because that's how he plays regardless. Doesn't matter if they're vastly uh, superior to their opponents. Doesn't matter if... It doesn't matter who they are. He literally... His number one school of thought is keep it tight. And that, for me, just... That's not... That there's no adventure there, and I, 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 like I find okay. You want to then he needs his he needs his own players. He needs to, he needs to trust his players to be able to play more expensive football. Fine, but he's going to get to the point at the moment where the, you've got the likes of Saka, Martinelli. These play these pieces party, for example. These pieces Pep is going to be there for a long time still. They have will have no idea how to play this expensive football because they've spent the last fucking year or two playing keep it tight football. What you're going to turn it on like a tap? And then he's going to sign three players and then all of a sudden, bam, now we're going to play like Pep. This doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like this. There is no evidence. Even the United game, like that, obviously it's gone to shit from there. I blame Solskjaer for that 100% because we went into that game knowing exactly how Arteta plays football and we played 100% into their hands. It was like we'd never seen Arteta play under him before. Like I came away from that going, we're idiots. Because we all know what Arsenal were going to do, and they did exactly that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Look, I, I agree it's difficult to do anything this summer. Arsenal need a big rebuild. They need a lot of investment, and they need, if they, if they want don't, to I don't see get it going. I, don't see it I just don't see it so happening it, it, at all. And are we con- is the consensus that they're, they're going to stick? Spurs... Are they going to stick? Well, Sorry, let's, let's, don't bring in Spurs, they, please. They... I, I haven't got time for Spurs at the moment. <laughs> I just want to, you know, basically, are they going to stick? And are we going to see more of the same Arsenal next year? Because I feel like I think- there's not going to be the investment. Because as you said, was they're not going to be able to shift on the players. They already don't have that money going into the club anyway. They're going to have literally zero European football by the sounds of things, by the looks, you know, by the looks mm. of it. Whereas before they've gone from Champions League to Europa League to no football, no European football at all. It's just that the investment yeah. isn't going to be there. I mean, we'll see with the, the funding. Um, it's a fair point. They weren't spending big while they were in the Europa League and now they don't even have that. Um, but 
one thing that maybe has come out of this Super League idea is that there's been an, an additional level of motivation for if you're a Stan Kroenke who's got fans picketing at his door to kind of go, how do we stop these fans from doing it? Um, just go buy our from from Leon that should do it. And it would do it because then these fans would shut the fuck up and praise Kroenke for giving them our... Because, look, look, football fans are fickle, right? They are fickle beings. I don't believe well, that. I don't believe in... that's the case at Manchester United for what it's worth because it isn't the case. We've already touched on how they're completely different animals on this. Um, no, they're not going to twist. I think they're stuck because I think if you twist, he's gone already. I don't think he basically sits yeah. down on Friday morning and does an interview talking about how bitterly disappointed this was and how he's going to use this as a catalyst to, to kick on uh, and change things at the club. I, I, I don't think that they're going to twist and I think that they're kind of st- stuck themselves with this coach at the moment. Okay, cool. Right, I want to move on, boys. And I, I, I say it, oh God, I say it every week. I want rapid predictions because you know, obviously, we spent ten minutes talking about my marathon, and you know, I have to take some responsibility for that. Um, it's not often I get to shine and talk about myself, but let's let's let's, let's crack on. You should talk about yourself more, Lee. Put yourself <laughs> over. I don't often get to shine. Um, well, we mentioned Arsenal. They're playing Chelsea. We all know where this is going, don't we? Even regardless of you know the FA Cup Chelsea, the best up. football team. Yeah, they're, they're just um, they're the better football. A clean team. sweep, then I'm going to say. Is that from? Is that right? Look, I could see yeah. Arsenal nicking this and shit housing this, and somehow look, I, don't I, go I, down that we've road. We've got a dreadful record, but we're the best. I, I, I can see Arsenal basically going, doing big business in the summer and spending fifty million on like Tammy Abraham, and that's basically <laughs> the closest they're going to get to emulating Chelsea, right, for the next fucking twenty years. Chelsea going to dominate them and beat them and embarrass them, okay. right? So Chelsea. Villa Everton. So we played them literally a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, what? <laughs> and then we're playing them again. Um, this is Away from home? Yeah, away from home. This is because of COVID. We had our game postponed. Dif- different animal. Different animal December. That's Yeah, I, I, I'm going to... I thought Everton were all right against West Ham. Um, so I'm gonna, Workman-like I'm gonna performance is what I'm going to put it as. Very... What I'll, I expect to... What I expect... Um, they don't have Ollie Watkins because he got a red card, oh, yeah, but they have off, Jack Grealish, I think, coming back. So yeah, but like the problem for I feel for Jack Grealish because or he's got a fortnight to get himself into playing shape to get on on on. Well, it's not the plane; it's on the bus. But I. But that's that said, a real that hard said, ask. You uh, UEFA did announce that there's. Squad. Oh, they've expanded the squad. You're right; so they have. There's a good chance. Which is great news for Southgate because he can now basically avoid uh, Lineker at all having a go at him about Trent. He can take him in the squad and not play him now. <laughs> okay, so we've gone to clean sweep away, have we? Yeah. Yeah. Big one. United Liverpool obviously in the back of not playing the other day. I'm going to. Oh, this means a lot more to one team than it does the other. It definitely um, does. But I'm, I'm going to take Manchester United. Did we not do? Did we not do United Leicester? We did that last week, I believe. Let me let me let me consult my fiction. No, we didn't. No, we didn't do that last week. When are you, when are you playing Leicester tomorrow night? Yeah. Well, I haven't put that in the predictions, and now this is an awful lot of effort for me to put it in. Well, let, let's ignore it then. It never happened. It never happened. Well, this, is this the United Leicester game? Yeah. 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 So. I've got Chelsea-Arsenal from Wednesday onwards, basically, in my prediction, so I haven't done any yeah, Tuesday. Okay. So anything that's clean played on Tuesday, we're not predicting. Okay, so yeah, what are we saying then? Liverpool? Desperately need No, I'm it. taking Manchester United at, no, at I'll home. No, I'll, I'll take United. Cavani, hat-trick. Ooh. I'm going to fence this with a draw. 
because you know that's what I do best. That's that's your style, my yeah. friend. Uh, Newcastle City. Now, if City win, they win the league. Woods has him down as uh, drawing this game, I think, <laughs> in his predictor <laughs> table because he's just so desperate for, for Man City not to win. So um... No, I, I'll explain this. Um, there's a guy on Twitter who's a United fan that's that's been doing the math to, to find out how United can make it 21, um, despite being <laughs> obviously several points behind. And one of these results is them drawing this weekend away at Newcastle. Um, sh- Bruce's boys are safe. So I they, they they are going to be fully on beach mode. Um, it is no, it's not the lunchtime kickoff. This is a Friday night kickoff, so that probably doesn't go with your whole. No, and Chelsea won the league on a Friday away at West Brom, so that th- there is. Oh well, previous... it must must be written in the stars then, because it happened once to Chelsea. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm going to get a bit bitchy here. So I've had enough of Chelsea. Talk. Newcastle. <laughs> Shut up, Mikey. Oh, look, he's got 21. It's on. It's on. Come on. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to ask that question that I was going to ask. Okay. Um, Burnley leads. Chris Wood's hat trick. Free all. Yeah, I think a draw. I think Burnley are the sort of team which could make it very difficult for Leeds. Unlike uh, Mason, who basically get well, fish out of water against Bielsa, not a Scooby what he was doing. Um, I feel like uh, Deitches will have a bit of a... He'll fare a bit better. Some of the the movement in terms of Tottenham's defensive movement for some of the goals was so pedestrian. It was incredible to watch. Like Eric Dyer just basically meandering around in the penalty area. Switch. Like it was incredible to watch because Spurs had no idea what they were doing against Leeds at all. Okay. Well, we've got a Fulham update with the score. Are they still losing? 2-0. Okay. Well, they're playing Southampton after this game. Southampton. Southampton are in wretched form themselves. Could still go down, theoretically. If... But they're playing Fulham. Okay. So we're, we're going home then, yeah? I'm going to take Fulham. Okay. I should stress that I really like Fulham as well. Like, I, I have no, I, I Fulham are... I love... I've always liked Fulham. But, yeah, this season's narrative on amazing Fulham and Scotty P, look how good of a job he's doing, taking them from 18th to 18th. And it's just like... Good one, you know. Okay. Uh, Brighton, West Ham. Uh, Brighton. Have the wheels come off the West Ham bus? Mm. I don't think they were that bad against Everton. I just think Everton were very resolute and managed to get the goal. I I think think West Ham are going to get a result here. Yeah, I think so too. But you're saying... Brighton, are you would? Or, yeah, I'm or, taking or Brighton. I, I, I just up. think that momentum. It, they look now outsiders for that top four spot, and I think that that can play a, a significant part in at this time of the season in terms of a player and focus. West Ham have lost three of their last four games. Mm. For Christ's sake! Like, what's going on there? Chelsea. Brighton have only won one of their last five. Probably got draw them written all over it. Chelsea, Everton. Who did else did they lose to? Chelsea, Everton, and someone else. Uh, was Newcastle. Not. Oh fucking hell! Did they lose to Newcastle? I want to say Newcastle. They lost to us as well. But when was that? that well, they drew with Newcastle. Well. But anyway, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they 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 beat Burnley. They 
lost to Everton. They beat Wolves. Uh, they beat Leicester. They yeah Newcastle. Yeah Newcastle. Who's this West Ham? Also, yeah. well, it sounds like they haven't lost four in the last. No, no, I'm because I'm reading them in the wrong order. Because oh, right. the way I I expect the way the BBC do it, they have the like yeah. they, they yeah, I yeah, never yeah. understand from right to left, right? No, up and down on the, on their on their team's fixtures. It seems to change what one is the most recent one. Oh, like, okay. The bottom or the top. Yeah. Fucking bizarre. I never understand how it works. So yeah. Okay, Palace probably on the beach versus Villa. Uh, draw thank yeah, you draw for me um, yeah I, actually I want to go something different here B unit I'm going to have B unit to score the winner so I'm going to have he moved around a bit at the weekend didn't he um, highlighted on match of the day for such uh, <laughs> someone man saying man moves contract, on football pitch con- yeah, saying a contract year they're, they're trying to big him up and I'm like they showed his numbers and they showed what he offered and I was like if that's him in a contract year, I want nothing to do with this geezer next year. Problem is with Palace, who do you attract this year? They are in a really weird position because what Woy's about eighty-five years old. Well, surely he's done in the summer, right? And then you'd like, have he's to ca- think so. He's, ca- he's come out and said that Crystal Palace are going to resist any offers for Easy E. Um, but he's their he's their plum, right? They've got him and Zaha, but Zaha loses Zaha. value every week. And surely Zaha's going to be allowed to go now, right? Yeah, well, you never know. Um, never know. Finally, getting the Everton move. A dream Everton. Oh, move. that'd be great. I'd love it. Spurs Wolves. Spurs. Mm. I know Wolves. Wolves beat Brighton, didn't they? This weekend, didn't they? They. they, they, they... I'll go Wolves in this one. Um, Spurs just have too much firepower. Yeah, that's worth thinking as well. Um, relegated West Brom versus Liverpool. West Brom relegated Liverpool. yesterday. Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. Same here. And then lastly, I've got Sheffield United or Everton versus Sheffield United. So Everton at home. Everton. Everton at home, Woods. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Sheffield United since... Um, Wilder left are fucking dreadful, like proper, proper League One level shit. Um, the worst decision in the history of their football club was allowing Wilder to leave. I thought, I, I'm putting a home, but I'm, I just know it's not going to happen. I just know. Because they give me that hope, Everton, see, they go and beat West Ham. You're a negative Nancy, though, Lee. That's the, that's the issue, mate. Mm. You're, you're kind of like, you, you're the half full, the cup is half full. Always, no, I'm like Sheffield United, a pro. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I wish I was yeah, half full half the time, but it, yeah, I want to say Sheffield. Well, I know it's different season. Sheffield United beat us last year at home, but anyway, there you go. That's that's the predictions done. Wow, in the books, in the books, winners and chumps. I'm going to kick it off. I kind of maybe alluded to earlier. Um, my winner is going to be. I'm going to go. I don't know if we have to go Roman in. Correct me if I'm wrong, then, Woods. Roman Abramovich slash the Chelsea hierarchy just for saying, no, we're fucking done with Lampard. We're going to get two show in. And it's just transformed your season. And as I said earlier, I'm, I'm generally worried now for next season. I think you're going to be... I think you're going to be contenders, mate. And, um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm scared. May I ask why you're worried? Because it's not like, like they're like going to be bundling your team out of the way or Mate, anything like that. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, worried what, because what, what, of the geezer that we have to do this podcast with me. 
Ah, oh, nothing to do with Everton, why. mate. God, I mean, every time we've we've had like Sari Ball, we've had fucking what was what was Lampsy? I can't remember what we were calling him, you know. And and to be fair, it was like, yeah, cool, go on, we'll go off in your little train, yeah, we, you know, we'll see how it all works out for you. This time I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, he's going to go off in his train and there's probably a good chance there's going to be some fruit at the end of it, um, you know. Because <laughs> I always go on the train looking for fruit. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> that fruit being trophies, which you also find at the end of the train. Um, okay, they're going the rainbow, mate, and at the end there's going to be a pot of gold because... Um, you got with these fruity train yeah so yeah that's 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 there's my winner oh i can just give it to two shows as well for transforming chelsea season as was said ninth in the league they now play with style they're in european cup final i think they're going to be genuine contenders next year yeah they're they're, they're, my, they're my winners as well they're like we said at the start that uh chelsea since two should come over they've look they had the Weird blip against West Brom. That's such a weird result Odd. when you look at it. Um, that's the beauty of football. That's it the is. beauty of football. Yeah. That's what the ESL wanted to take from us. Um, the um, defensively solid. We saw that after the first, you know, five or six games or whatever it was, and now there's fluidity in attack. Um, that's literally what you look for in a manager uh, to do to your team. And crucially, as well, what I forgot to add, uh, Havertz actually looks like a football player now. Mate. Yeah, he, look, he doesn't look like a sheep, a he lost his lamb. He? Like, he, he had some moments against Madrid. I'm like, holy shit. Um, he's so gifted. He's so gifted. And it's just because, look, it's, I think we did say that there's a nuance to players like this, that Frank Lampard was never going to fucking understand what to do with it. And um, it has taken a manager to be more outside the box. Maybe just having a better understanding of the game. Um, I don't want to tear Frank Lampard apart because I've done it enough on this podcast um, good luck to him in whatever he does next I mean ultimately Wayne Rooney's shown that the derby job isn't as easy <laughs> as anyone makes out right but uh, yeah Chelsea my winners um, it was such a massive massive week uh, beating Real Madrid Ch- Chelsea are still under, undefeated against Real Madrid in all competitions historically and uh, which I fucking love uh, I also uh Love the fact, and I'm gonna. I want to put my loser in here, um, and that's Real Madrid Football Club, and everything associated to that football club. Especially if you're a fan of Real Madrid that lives in this country and has no sort of association to them, because basically you're a uh, piece of shit, basically because you support a piece of shit football club. Eden Hazard at full time. <laughs> Eden Hazard at full time uh, went to go talk to Kurt Zuma, a player that he would have spent a significant part of his life around um, and, and fellow French speaking right uh, and smiled how dare he fucking smile having just been dumped out of the European Cup semi-final and the second I saw it I was like that's going to be a fucking problem for him it's going to be so much so Eden Hazard had to do a little social media post apologising for smiling with a friend at full time and that just sums it up. I said at the time when he left, I said it wouldn't fucking work for him. I still say it won't work for him because Real Madrid are a soulless fucking football club. Their fans didn't even appreciate Cristiano Ronaldo. What fucking chance did Eden Hazard have of being appreciated at that club? Um, and yeah, it was delicious. It, it was sad to see the artist formerly known as Sergio Ramos getting bullied by Kai Havertz, physically <laughs> dusted up 
on the football pitch. It's going to be interesting, you know, because we spoke about how he'd be a good signing for Manchester United on that outing. Um, I, I, I feel like Maguire would be going from carrying Lindel off to carrying Ramos, but uh, we'll see. But yeah, Real Madrid, bunch of losers. Go fuck yourselves. Fair enough, Mikey. I'm, I'm spellbound. Well, that was quite that was quite a rant, my friend. Oh, nice. um, look, I'm always going to go for two shells, horrible blue tracksuit, but not today. <laughs> um, I, seriously, ugh, disgusting. Um, I, I said earlier, Man United, um, we won, uh, but they are my. I, I'm. I'm. I. I hate this comeback gimmick. Uh, points per game totals of Premier League clubs from matches in which they've conceded the first goal. Right, so when we concede the first goal, the points per club that these clubs that these teams get, right? Points uh, points per game. Sorry, Arsenal when they concede the first goal, they get 0.71 points per game. Wolverhampton Wanderers 0.73, Spurs 0.77, Man City 0.83, West Ham 0.86, Liverpool they get a point. They concede first. On average, they get a point per game, okay? Uh, Chelsea, 1.1 points. Leicester City, 1.11 points. Man United, 2.21 points. Right? <laughs> that is a ridiculous anomaly. Right, Manchester United have taken more points from games in which they have conceded first as 10 other Premier League teams have taken from matches in which they have scored first. Mm, that's incredible. Right? Now... You might say, Michael, you're insane, Jack. Yeah, that's you cray cray. a fucking great. That's a great stat. Like, celebrate that. I am not celebrating that. Right? I, I really, I respect Man United history of comebacks. Right? Fine. You do it when you have to. You don't do it as your fucking plan A. Okay? Because as I said before, it's not sustainable. It's it's killing me. Now, Aaron Maguire's left the game in a cast or a boot on his leg. Um, yeah, the centre half pairing of Lindelof and Bailey that that gives me nightmares. All right, that gives me fucking nightmares. Jesus. Okay. Maybe we see Phil Jones return. <laughs> Is it? Oh, he, he should be back to full health by next season, right? <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, very quickly, my chump is uh, as my name is here on this uh, squadcast thing. It's, <laughs> oh, it's, yes. it's Fireman Sam, uh, aka Sam Allardyce. Yes, where's your, where's your statue, eh? There's no fucking statue because you're shit, mate. You're in shit and you're fucking gubbins and you didn't keep West Brom. To be fair, it was a tough t- a tough job. I get that, but I'm just glad that he's finally been. You know, he's got relegated. Good, done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm with trying him. to work out what I've been trying to work out why your name is Fireman Sam. All fucking show. Didn't didn't twig it was Sam Allardyce. Yeah, well, they got relegated, mate, didn't they? And uh, you know he's meant to be the guy that you know keeps the teams up. Well, turns out you know like, like Harry Houdini, you know that used to piss me off as well with Harry Redknapp. Fuck, fuck it, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just very happy. And obviously, if he had stayed up, then it would just been like you know it would have um, supported your cases for more statues to be built of him. So yeah. Also, just I'd like to just give a quick shout out to Newcastle and Steve Bruce in particular. Um, so. Just a quick one with this, right? Obviously, Newcastle fans love Benitez, hate Bruce, right? It's the whole classic sack Fergie sell gigs. It's their, it's their, <laughs> it's their gimmick, right? Now, just bear in mind, the games of which Alan St. Maximin and Callum Wilson have played, where they've both started, uh, if you extrapolate the points they've got out of those games, they'd have 61 points across the whole season, wow, right? Wow. 
that's because they genuinely that, that like that they've they've only started ten games together this season and they've won five and drawn one of them and lost uh, lost was uh, four of them. Is it no? Hang on, does it work? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you say five, one, and four. Yeah, that sounds. About yeah, right. so that's yeah. Um, over the season. That's sixty-one points. That's the top half finish comfortably. Right, Steve Bruce, man, has had to work with a depleted squad this year uh, without basically his two best players for basically all of it. Like, and are they getting relegated? They're not getting relegated, are they? So I'd like to just get, give some give some props to my man Bruce. Arnie Bruce is getting the props. Yeah, fair play. Mate, I fucking love Arnie Bruce, man. Well, what a player he was for Man United. He's having to deal with uh, Joel, Joel Linton. What's his name? Joel Linton. Joel Linton. Joel Linton. Yeah, uh, as, as your striker. Um, turns out if you, you, know, you have a, something that does actually resemble a striker in, in Callum Wilson, backed up by the wonderful Alan St. Maxim. I still want us to sign him. I still, I, I genuinely want us to sign him. I, 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 he should be our number one target. There, there, there's a bargain in. out there for someone because you know Newcastle can definitely will definitely consider an offer. I know they would. Actually, would consider it for sure. The right money. Someone, someone should be looking at getting that kid in. He is, he is a very talented. He's so player. young. That's yeah. the thing. He's he? really young. I want to say twenty three. Is that right? Yeah. How much did they cost him? How much did Pittance, they, mate? Trans- like under twenty million, I think. Arsenal spent seventy-two million pounds on Nicola Pepe. Uh, he cost seventeen million. Nah. No. Oh. Anyone want to do some quick math then? Tell me how many Pepe's. Well, how many? You know, the vice versa of that. Fucking. Yeah, well, I should have my calculator here. Let's let's, five, let's quickly work this. Five. I think you probably. That's uh, sad. Four point two. Four point two. Wow. Wow. You literally have one for each wing and a backup <laughs> for the price of Pepe. It's <laughs> crazy, isn't it, man? That's that's obscene, man. That is obscene. Oh. Right, Lee. Wrap it up, Ombre. Ah, yeah, this is, you know... Who was your loser, Woods? Real Madrid. Although, oh, yeah, like, I, I, a spe- special shout-out to Arsenal Football Club because it was your entire season. Your entire season was basically Thursday night and you fucked it. And a special shout-out to Perez as well, I feel. Um, on the back of, of Real Madrid as well. And oh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, the whole ESL thing. And he's now lost out to the Premier say, League, hasn't he? He's basically two Premier League yes. clubs in the Champions League final. I, he, what has happened... That. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it, what's happened in, in the Champions League is the reason why he needed that Super League is because the, the power is there. Um, you know, I think I saw some Manchester United fans pointing out that they could have easily been in Chelsea's position and they're not far wrong they did fuck it up because they, they, they dropped points to a team which got relegated from the Turkish league uh, but they did the hard work and then balls it up on the but you know it's fair to say that even Manchester United could have really made a good case through the, the, the tournament had they actually stayed in it uh, but on Arsenal I, I, there is a tinge of disappointment and I'll explain my disappointment because there was an opportunity for Arsenal to be playing Manchester United in the Europa League final Chelsea to be playing the Champions League final both those teams win their respective competitions say and say somehow Chelsea fall out of top four okay and Tottenham somehow sneak in and they've grabbed that fourth place and they're they're having their bubbly in the dressing room at full time they've got European football and then Arsenal go and win the Europa League and they're in and then Chelsea go and win the Champions League and now they're in but only five can qualify which means that the fourth place team can no longer qualify, which would then mean that Tottenham Hotspurs, after soaking themselves in champagne on the last day of the season against Leicester, are now 
playing Europa League football. It, it was a dream. It was a dream. It's been taken from me because of anemic Arteta's uh, garbage <laughs> Guna football, and it's um, it's it's gone for now. But um, it's okay because um, is it Ryan Mason's uh, dream football factory at Tottenham turned up to Ellen Road and shit the bed in the big spot. So uh, never mind. So just just one last one for me. Sorry, Lee. Obviously, with Fulham being defeated tonight, there's the history has been made in the Premier League. Um, this is the first time where all three or four in the old days teams have been relegated with as many as three games remaining uh, for the first time in the Premier League history. It's, ne- it's never been settled this quickly before. How crazy is that? I was going to say it feels like it's being done early and it's, it's weird to think we're only a few weeks back. It felt like, wow, that Fulham-Newcastle game is going to be a relegation playoff and it, it didn't even get close in the end. It didn't even get close. Um, well, Mike always knew that was going to be the case, didn't he? Because you, yeah. you know, I hate Scotty Parker. Yeah. Poor old Scotty Parker. Anyway, boys, let, let's wrap it up. Um, oh, here we go. Um, rack, rack my brains how to how to finish pod. Just say goodbye. I could just say goodbye, but you know, sometimes we need we need to promote ourselves, don't we? We're available on all the good platforms that you can listen to this show. And if you do choose that platform, give us a like, drop us a comment, give us a subscribe, and then you'll be alerted to when our next pod drops. And then on that note, that was beautiful, mate. I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye from me. I can't believe we didn't dig Pirlo and Juve out. Save it. Arriva Dirty. Save it for next week, Woods. Hasta luego. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.